Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This this, this, this is Views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. And away we go, ladies and gentlemen, with the midweek edition of the Views from Midstream podcast on the Odyssey Network. Welcome in. Great to have y'all with us. One more time again as we continue to celebrate a big dub over Tom Brady and his Buccaneers this past Sunday. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show based in Greenville, South Carolina on the Fan Upstate. And joining me, of course, as he does every single episode, my co-host, my partner in crime, the great one, Lonzo Reitzel. And before we get too deep, I do have to apologize because I know that I sound like crap. I can't help it. Big weekend of hosting some different sporting events around the upstate of South Carolina and... The changing atmosphere kicks me square in the backside, uh, like Mac Jones might, for instance. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that wasn't backside; that was front yeah, side. So, yeah. yeah, that was bad. Come on, Mac. Come on, man. That's terrible. Either way, I know I'm not going to be as boisterous as I traditionally am. Uh, Lonzo will pick up that slack. He will be yelling in my stead. Yeah, during the course I'll of do the that. Show. You know what? A, another person who would not be boisterous was the person who got you know kicked by Mac Jones. <laughs> he would be boisterous. It would just be much more high pitched than it may have been before that game started. What a joke, Mac. What are you doing, my guy? What are you doing? That's not the Nick Saban way, Mac Jones. Or it is. I don't know. I don't know. Either way. Uh, a victory for us, not having to play Mac Jones. Uh, well, and- even if we even even if the Panthers were playing, you know that team, uh, Mac Jones is is on the bench. Benched, now. Now, yeah. So. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is where every middle school coach, at some point during that game, went, and that is why we always said, "We're your athletic supporter." Ladies and gentlemen, in case you come For across sure, you know, Mac Jones. And I don't know if I should have went there because apparently one of our stories hit really well uh, in Boston. And now I just ruined the whole thing. We <laughs> just ruined the whole thing. We're no longer big in Boston. Oh, well. We were so big in Boston, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, great to have you guys. We are obviously on the midweek edition of the Views from Midstream podcast, available where major podcasts are found. Going to break down some of the things that have been going on around Carolina since that victory. And has the defense been traded yet? Has the defense been traded? I'm sorry. I was told on some podcast like a week ago, I don't remember who it was, uh, that there would be no fire sale in Carolina. Uh, and, and it turned out perhaps that that host knew what he was talking about as we are now so, six days away from the deadline and no fire sale yet. So you think a victory would keep that from happening, even though we know that offers were being made and we're not near the deadline yet. 
I just still got one. No, it wasn't going to happen anyway. But now it's certainly not because with the Ravens win on Thursday and a Panther win at Atlanta, which is very possible, uh, we would lead the division. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, one more time again, a week ago on this pod, we had a very long discussion about whether or not it was appropriate to tank in the National Football League in order to grab the first overall pick and have the pick of the litter at quarterback. And instead, a week later of talking about tanking, we are talking about what we need to do this Sunday to lead the division. Granted, it is a garbage division, and anybody who makes the argument to the contrary is lying, but... Even winning a garbage division, you still get to hang the banner. You still get a trip to the National Football League playoffs. And I saw on Reddit earlier this morning a thousands of comments long discussion about would you rather tank or play for a divisional championship? And while I have no problem with the concept of tanking in order to grow long term, if you can win the division, win the damn division. It's that simple. What, what if you? Uh, what if you're competing for a division? You come up one game short. Was it worth it? If you were in it until the very last game, yes. The okay. minute. Here's what I'll say. The by the minute, way, by the way, I don't think you should tank for any reason. I just wanted to see where Rob stood on. I'm that. team growth. I'm team long term investment. But the minute we are either mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, yes, play the backups. Let the young guys go in there and get some time. Let the backups go in there and get some XP because you don't know who's going to stick around and not. Uh, I would also say if, if, you know, if we hit a point where the Buccaneers fix it and make a deep run and they go two, three, four games up on us in the division, then yeah, even if we're not mathematically eliminated, if we are improbably far from a divisional win. Go ahead and start train wrecking the thing to get a better pick. Uh, But until we are at that point, no. I mean, again, we have got an opportunity with some help from Baltimore on Thursday to control where we stand in in the division and to make ourselves divisional leaders if it comes down to it. Identical win record over Tampa, but the tiebreaker in our direction with that win last Sunday No, I want this team to be absolutely rolling on Sunday. I want the best Steve Wilkes has to offer. It is why I have said PJ Walker should start on Sunday. And while Steve Wilkes did not explicitly say that PJ Walker will start on Sunday, he did say that he sees no reason why he would not. It is an implication without tipping the hand. PJ Walker played a better game Sunday than Baker Mayfield did at any point during his stretches starter. PJ's the starter because we've got a chance to win the division. And as Zoe said on the show earlier today, go with the hot hand. And he is right now. Yeah, I'm not saying it'll work, but I don't go bu- for it. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm just, I'm just not buying it because he left some, some wiggle room in there for one of those guys, either Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, to wow him to the point where he could say, they did so well in practice, there's no way that I could not uh, put them on the field. So that that is a possibility. In the end, I don't care who starts at quarterback as long as they are the best one to bring around the victory. Uh, regardless, go win the game. Go win the game Sunday, right? Your destiny is in your hands at this point. Uh, well, not entirely. You need a little help from Baltimore. But even still, if Baltimore does not beat Tampa Bay, which based on what we saw out of the Buccaneers on Sunday, they should, they should. If they don't, 
we're still basically a half game out, right? With a lot of football left to play. Go win the football game. Go beat Atlanta. Put Atlanta in their place. Put Atlanta where they should be. Tied with the Saints for the worst record in the division. Put them in the bottom where they belong and go get that dub and put ourselves on top or at least within a very reasonable striking distance of Tampa and up until... Tampa finds themselves and becomes the team that Vegas and most of us thought they were going to be preseason. Keep pounding, man. I wish you would quit saying up until Tampa finds themselves. If Tampa finds themselves. Because they're not going to. They're absolutely not. Um, What a a nosedive for them. And we know it starts at the top with... With with the coach and with Tom Brady and yes they have a bunch of injuries but they're they're on a serious slide, whereas Atlanta is mediocre and that puts them on top and that's a shame because the Panthers have the potential to blow past them this weekend and have the number one spot in the South and still could end with a winning record it's still a possibility even with five losses yes you can win with a uh, you can end with a winning record win the south probably lose in the first round of the playoffs but you don't know um but, yeah, but just like the Philadelphia Phillies were supposed to oh wait oh wait the 80 win team out of the national league is in the world series while three 100 win clubs are all sitting at home hot watching. hand hot hand it's all about the hot hand uh but we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves because it was just one victory sunday and i don't want to i don't want to be the yeah yeah it was just one victory what is happening right um, now that's my job lonzo well, that's my line i just don't see how you can win more games going forward with pj walker I just don't see how you can do that because the offense, yeah, they ran the ball finally, but you're going to have to count on uh, the quarterback for a little bit more than what you had to count. Face it, Tampa Bay's defense was missing a bunch of people. So it may have built up P.J. Walker into something that he is not. I I don't think any of us – should be in a spot right now. Uh, I don't think any of us should be in a spot right now where we are looking at PJ Walker and thinking he's the savior, right? He's been on this team. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting, man. No, I agree. I've seen a lot of folks out there. Like there's whole uh, message board threads right now that are singing the praises of PJ Walker. By the way, I hope they're right. I I hope he, I hope he, he's absolutely everything. They're not though, right? We know that if PJ Walker was the answer, PJ's had his chances. He's never done enough to start consecutive games in his career until this point. It's kind of, and for the record, it's not just PJ. I'm having the same conversation with Panthers fans who are like, Sam Darnold's back. Sam, It's like, guys, you saw Sam Darnold. You saw what he is. He showed what he can do. Now, there is a valid argument that you saw Sam Darnold under Matt Rule, and you see what the Panthers team now is under Matt Rule. They went to LA. They had four days to prep under Steve Wilkes, and they for the most part, we're competitive with the Rams until late in the game when the word of, of attrition set in. Then they turn around the very next weekend and beat Tampa Bay. It is a valid argument to say it is different without Matt Rule at the helm. Maybe Sam Darnold will be this dude. What I don't need you to do at this point 
is to take a hot hand quarterback out in P.J. Walker to go with Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield as an experiment. You know what you are. We said this in the Monday pod. You are a run team. The identity is established. There is no coming back. You are a run first team that utilizes P.J. to keep defenses honest. And that's good. That's what he is. And he's good enough at that. What I don't need is for P.J. to go out and connect on three or four passes, get a couple down the field, and then everybody start freaking out. And then they change the offense to try to go wide open because P.J. completed three or four and get away from the identity that we just established will help us beat a Super Bowl favorite. Uh, all right, let's go the opposite of that. Let's say that PJ is the starter, which everything is pointing towards him probably being the starter. Let's say he gets in there and he stinks it up and he shows that he is what he has been, the fourth string quarterback who quite possibly was not going to be on this team at, if, if injuries hadn't have come about. What if he gets out there and he stinks it up? What's he, what if he gets out there and he fumbles the ball and throws a couple interceptions? Do you bench him or do you stick with him? Uh, I, listen, as a run-first identity, if he's putting the football on the ground, you make the change, right? If it's fumbles, yeah, I make the trade. If he throws a couple of INTs, I'm going to need to evaluate it in the moment, in the context of the INT, right? Like if they are, if, if they're putting eight in the box and dropping man on man against everybody else and he's just throwing it to individual coverage guys and getting big, no, I make the change. If he's getting fooled and adjusted and we're running the ball, we're not running the ball into a pass first defense, I'm going to put that on Ben McAdoo and Steve Wilkes and not PJ. But either way, you have established all of that comes down to we established what we are this Sunday. We know what we are: a healthy dose of Foreman, a nice spill of of Chuba Hubbard, uh, the occasional third punch with maybe DJ running some gadget stuff as a rusher, and then just let PJ throw. Just a- PJ needs to be what. What we think he is, he needs to pass 10 to 13 times a game to keep defensive backs from blitzing every time. And we run the ball. If we do that and he's throwing picks, make the change. But if we're asking him to throw it 25 times a game, that's on us. All right. Worst case scenario, if you have to pull him and Sam and Baker both are available, you, Rob Brown, which one are you picking? If all three quarterbacks are available. And you, if you have to pull PJ, if he starts and he struggles, and you're going to pull him for somebody, who goes Baker. in, Sam or Baker? Baker, I'm okay. going Baker, and here's why: we've seen what Sam did last year under Matt Rule. We've seen what Baker did earlier this year under Matt Rule. But of the two of them, only one of them has had success. It was Baker Mayfield. Now, you're going to have people who are going to discredit that. They're going to say he was playing playing behind a great offensive line in Cleveland. Well, guess what? We have in Carolina all of the sudden. Are they great? great offensive are, are they great yet? They're all, they're on the edge of great. They are on the at the worst. They're on the edge of it, right? I, I would say they they're are really the, good for sure. The offense right now is predicated by the offensive line, right? Well, I think the biggest question is could they run block, and I think they, uh, they showed last that. week that they can do that. But as far as the as far as the discussion we're having, if you're asking me, Baker or Sam, if you are one of the guys who said Baker played behind a great offensive line in Cleveland, well, we are very close to having that in Carolina if we don't already. So let's see. He's had success behind that. If If you say that he was playing with some very good wide receivers in Cleveland, which is true. Well, guess what? Robbie Anderson is gone. DJ Moore broke broke out. He had seven catches, but he had a more DJ Moore expected game this past week. We've got some young guys that we think could be very good. Shai Smith. 
TMJ. We've got some guys that we expect to be very good secondary and third wide receivers. We have built what Baker had in Cleveland and are on the verge of hitting that stride. Baker had success with that. Now without that rule, without the pressure of Sam breathing on him because that was how rule taught him it was going to be in the preseason. Let's see if dude can turn it loose a little bit. It's got to be Baker. Yeah, no, I agree with you. If for some reason you don't go with PJ Walker or if you do and you have to pull him, you got to go with Baker Mayfield. Uh, For all the reasons you said and because – Sam Darnold's been out the entire season, and Baker Mayfield's only been out a couple weeks. So as far as that goes, even if it's a matter of being in NFL shape, Baker's closer to it than than what uh, Sam Darnold will be. That's a fact.